what's good, people? This is your boy, the Mad One, coming at you with our Monday edition of our podcast, The Ballroom, where we take a look at sports from the urban perspective, from the high schools, up to the collegiate ranks, as well as the professionals. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Thanks for your time. Tonight's show, we'll talk a little NCAA Men's Championship. The Rockets are back at work. The Astros look to improve on their early season success. In local news, we've lost another high school legend. We'll also visit our dumbass of the day. Give a shout-out to Winnie Mandela, who passed away this week, as well as our latest edition of That's That Bullshit. First up, the NCAA Men's Championship wrapped up Monday night with Villanova thrashing Michigan 79-62 to win their second national championship in the past three years. You haven't heard about him, you soon will. Dante DiVincino scored. Six men came off the bench, scored 31 and 18 in the second half. You haven't heard about him? You will. He was voted the most improved player. The dude came in and 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 just did a Vinnie Johnson on Michigan. He could not be stopped. Shout out to Villanova in the second NCAA championship. The Rockets get back to work tonight as they take on another playoff team in Washington. The Rockets will be at home with the tip-off set for 7 p.m. You got to get back in the groove. You have to get back in the groove. Washington is a playoff team. I mean, who's to say they won't make it? You won't see them later on in the season. You got to treat every game like it's as important. The number one seed is great, but there's no need to to rest on your laurels. You get out there, you play, you get yourself a comfortable lead, you rest in the fourth quarter. Hopefully the Rockets get things back on track tonight. The Astros. Off to a very, very high start, but it's still early in the season. They have game two of their series at home with Baltimore. First pitch at 7.10 p.m. Tonight's game will be nothing like any other, as the Astros will be getting their World Series rings tonight in the pregame ceremony. It sounds pretty doggone good. And if you haven't seen, I'm sure you will. Albeit they had some problems on the Bell Independent last night it was kind of windy unless someone drops a ring tonight this is all that matters but once again just as that Rockets Astros do not seem to be resting on the Loyals the pitching staff has improved and the defense multi-positional players just like last year keep rolling they're off to a real good start speaking of the Astros Is it me or is anyone else out there find it weird to see the number 50 of the Astros on the field instead of hung from the rafters among some of the team's greatest players? If you're not sure who I'm referenced to, Google J.R. Richard. He's one of the greatest pitchers of his era, along with Nolan Ryan, compiled a very dynamic duel 
one-two punch on the pitching staff for the Astros. Unfortunately, Richard suffered a stroke and was never able to regain the dominance that he once had as a Houston Astros pitcher. Will he be in the Hall of Fame? Probably not. Does he deserve to be recognized by the only major league team that he's had, had success with? Of course. Jimmy Wynn, I never got an opportunity to see play. Larry Durker, BGO, Bagwell, Cruz, Watson, some of the numbers that have been retired. If you really want to do something for the history of the franchise, number 50 deserves to be hanging in the raptures with the rest. In local high school news, we lost another legend this week with the passing of Alvin Ford. Alvin Ford was a man-child at Milby High School and passed away this week at the age of 36. Very, very young man. He was a McDonald's All-American at Milby, and he was partnered on the All-Greater Houston team along with T.J. Ford and Daniel Ewing of Willow Ridge. The preseason high school player of the year, and he went on to play one year at University of Houston. Ford was drafted in the second round, number 50 overall, by Phoenix. He had stints with the his hometown Rockets before playing five years overseas prior to his retirement in 2011. Said one of the most dominant bigs to come out of the Houston area. Many would say that Alvin Ford never lived up to his potential. He had the opportunity to see him play. Physically, he was ready for the NBA. On the other side of the coin, he, he still had some growing that he could have done. And another year of school may have helped him with that, that, that growth. Rest in peace, Alvin. On to our dumbass of the day, Donald Trump. He recently stated that he will order the military to guard the southern borders with Mexico until his promised wall is built. question I throw out there. Who the hell promised them they were going to build a damn wall in the first place? You're so adamant about protecting us from, from, from other countries when we have homegrown terrorists in your own backyard. How in the hell are you going to allocate military sources to guard a border? until your wall is built. Just the more you talk, the worse you sound. You need to be focusing on some real shit that's going on, like some of the, the police killings that are still taking place. And, and of course, you got to find out it, your boy gave up them 130 stacks to you, to you. Yeah, adult actress, that's some shit you need to be worried about. Let the military continue to train and develop with the technology so they can protect our country from foreign enemies. 
like Russia for say. Other than worrying about keeping people from crossing our southern borders. Man, you, yeah, okay, okay. William Mandela passed away this week, wife of former South African President Nelson Mandela, when he was an anti-apartheid leader in her home. She died at the age of 81. When recently asked how did, was she able to communicate with her husband who spent 27 years in a South African prison, she simply said, through the bars. You'll be known always as the woman that stood by your husband in prison for, at that time, who knew how long. But you was a martyr in your own right, Winnie, and I hope you rest in peace as well. And of course, I like to end every episode with what I like to consider that's that bullshit we be talking about. The city of Asheville, North Carolina, recently released a body cam video of police officers beating the shit and tasing a man for for jaywalking. Can be seen on the video from one of the officers on the scene. It shows the Asheville police officer, Christopher Hickman, wrap his arms around the man's neck from behind as the police tried to subdue him. Johnny Jermaine Russ, back in August, was apprehended for jaywalking. He was removed, the police officer was removed from patrol duty a day after the incident. He resigned from the department in January. Ironically, it was the same day he was supposed to be terminated. Hickman was taken into custody on March 8th and charged with one count of assault by strangulation, assaulting, inflicting serious injury, and communicating threats. He was a 10-year veteran and received numerous accommodations. His attorney, Thomas Ambergay, stated that it's unfortunate that so many individuals have rushed to judge my client. What the fuck did we miss? The video shows him walking up behind an unarmed black man for jaywalking. Russ was heard on camera saying, no disrespect to you, speaking to the officer, I understand that I ran, but you don't have to keep punching and choking me. Hickman said, yeah, I did, because you never complied with my order. Russ said he wasn't able to comply and put his hands behind his back because he was on the ground being choked. So that leads you to believe that he was already on the ground being choked prior to the orders. Well, Hickman said, I ain't start choking you after I probably punch you about ten times. <laughs> Hickman stated that he hit him in the face if it was a club like three times. That was effective, he said. 
that's what happened to the left side of Russia's face. I punched him in the face about as hard as I could. For jaywalking, the police chief watched the body cam footage and ordered Hickman immediately off the street and told him to turn in his badge and his gun. If the police chief could see, obviously, that you did something wrong to a man who was simply jaywalking, what kind of evil son of a bitch must you be? Once again, people, that's that bullshit we be talking about. As we begin to celebrate the 50 years since Martin Luther King was assassinated, I ask myself today the question that many of you may have asked as well. What would Martin Luther King actually say about today's society? How much has changed since that fateful day in 1968 where you ended up giving your life for the betterment of American and society as a whole? What would Martin Luther King actually say? You dropped him in any hood in the United States of America. And he got an opportunity to see what was going on in 2018. One question that I'm sure he'd wonder is, did we really get better as a society, as well as a people? I think he'd be extremely disappointed with, with, with America from top to bottom. And he sacrificed his life in order for us to be better people, better Americans, but more importantly, better blacks. We have to do better. As I've pondered all of this and wondered, what, what, what would he really say? It's not many of his entourage left, but if he had an opportunity to speak to Andrew Young and Jesse Jackson, I think Martin Luther King would simply say, it's that bullshit we be talking about, fellas. Hey, appreciate your time, folks. This has been your boy, The Mad One. Check me out on IG as well as Twitter, D underscore M-A-D-O-N-E. Appreciate your time and your listening. Until we talk next time, peace.